0: Bless the name of Jesus. So we thank the Father for being able to Hallelujah, be back in the Bible study again. Hallelujah. For truly the blessed ones are the ones who hunger and thirst after righteousness. These are the ones that God said is going to be filled. I'm um, going to go over just for a, a brief moment. Something I spoke about in the dining hall the other day because it needs to be echoed in our ears again until finally it leads from the head and goes deep down into the heart. And Brother Shane uh, finished bringing the rest of the Bible study tonight. second Timothy uh, chapter 2. Heavenly Father, we do in the mighty name of Jesus to ask your blessings upon our hearing, your words. Your truth to be spoken so that they will sink deep down in our hearts, and we bring forth fruit. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Um, verse. Hallelujah. Fourteen. Second Timothy chapter two, verse fourteen. Listen very closely. But other things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord, that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearts. Study to show thyself approved. Unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun, profane, that means obscene, and vain babblings. Do y'all hear that? The Bible teaches us to shun obscene and vain babblings. And there's a reason for it. For they will increase unto more ungodliness. Did y'all hear that? See, because sometimes it's so easy to get caught up into a rim when vain babblings are going on. You follow me and 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 because that environment is easy to be involved with, sometimes we end up letting our guard down. Cuz the Bible teaches us in these evil days that we're in that we need to be sober minded. Cuz the enemy of your soul here, uh, we can't forget in the spiritual warfare that I, I You know, I'm very plain in in telling you the first place I look for the enemy is right here amongst God's people. Then it wouldn't be no problem at all for me to see the enemy outside. Are you following me? So you have to be careful to make sure that you don't go out there and get into any kind of league with someone and get what you will call close to them and they're not filled with God's Holy Spirit and they don't keep his law and fear him and then you get enticed and caught up into some vain conversation because it will allow you to increase to more ungodliness. And then he goes on to give us an example in verse 17 He says, And their word will eat as doeth a canker of whom Hymenaeus and Politus, and he, he's calling names. That's why I believe in calling names when somebody transgresses. I believe in calling names so that we don't leave any room for misunderstanding. Now, I know we live in a society that we shouldn't be according to their understanding. Don't mention nobody's name, but you know who we talking about. No, I like calling names. Hallelujah, because Paul in the Bible right here calls names. Amen. Now, that word to eat is a canker. That means like gangrene and like cancer. That means it goes deep, deep down. And look what it says. Now, there's a movement out there, and I'm getting to particular verses, but I wanted to read it in context. There's a movement out there that many of you are not familiar with called the plegarious movement. And some of you might say, well, what in the world is a plegarious? I don't know. I guess they about the same as anybody else want to be anything they can come up with. I mean, we live in that time where people are ever learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, plagiarist is someone who believes, and this uh, particular teaching is gaining momentum, that the resurrection has already passed. They have great conferences and meetings all over the place, especially in North Carolina, Virginia, some parts of Tennessee. And, but it's spreading. And they believe that the resurrection has already passed. And of course, when I hear stuff like that, and then here comes this scripture right here. Who concerning the truth, so no doubt that this spirit has been around for a while. Huh? Because this is a word that is eaten like a canker. Anything that Satan can use and devise to get some deceived human being to put forth his doctrine, it seems like people bite off on. Of whom concern, Look, who concerning the truth have erred saying, now let's see what their error is, that the resurrection is already passed and overthrow the faith of some. See the intent of that? And that's what this movement is doing too. They tell you that uh, in 78 D there was a resurrection and whatever it is. They're going all kind of crazy stuff. Say Jesus come back again and it's already done past and all this. They, they, they have many, many 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 uh, different ways and point of views and to um, try to deceive the minds and hearts of the simple and which that's not hard to do when you find you know it's hard to enslave a bible believing people it really truly is it really is it's hard especially uh, uh, people that are students of the word and as people that are born again begotten of the father we should know more about our father than we do in any aspect of this world. Amen. And I repeat, you know, this thing that we're living in now, <sighs> vapor is here and it's, this is not going to last. This is just a small space of time in eternity. You wouldn't believe how many people are deceived by it. Just literally deceived by it. This little old life right here. It's sad. It's so sad that many of y'all are going to buy and have already bought the lie of Satan. But nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, look at this. The Lord knoweth them that are his. There's not people going around saying, I am the Lord, but the Lord knows them that are his. Because everybody assumes that because they're filled with the Holy Ghost, that they're sealed. But it says right here nevertheless, the foundation of God. Standard, sure. Having his or this seal, having this seal, the Lord know of them that are his. And let everyone that name the name of Christ depart from iniquity. So you got a lot of people that's filled with the Holy Ghost and didn't have iniquitous ways, lawless ways, and stuff, and they still claim that they're the Lord's. Well, the Holy Ghost won't let you stay in that condition for a long period of time. He just will not do it. Hallelujah but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver but also of wood and earth and some to honor and some to dishonor and that's the question i always propose in the assemblies you are a vessel of the living god the true and living god so which one are you are is your vessel honorable or is it dishonorable hallelujah Wouldn't it be nice around here in this assembly if we could be actually, if we could actually develop an attitude where we could be brutally honest with each other about each other's attitudes, shortcomings, faults, failures, as well as uh, victories, good spirits. Hmm? But we know how sensitive some people are. Believe me, senses only hurt the soul. They do nothing with the flesh hallelujah and look what it says the admonishment and if a man therefore purge himself from these I mean that's an action that we need to be taken we need to get active in purging ourselves look from these he shall be a vessel unto honor did you hear that yeah. honor sanctified and meet for the master's use and that's the, that, see, that's the situation right there see because that's something that happens with a man's soul and spirit when he's not walking close to Jesus. See when you're close to Jesus. Uh, you're going to do his will. And it's not something you have to think about. No matter where you are. Where you go. His will will always be at the forefront of your mind. But if you soaking yourself with this world. And tap dancing along with the theory and thought of this world. Then no doubt you'll be ashamed to do his will. You won't even mention his name. Amongst all them people that are dead out there. You won't, Your light will go out so quick. See when the scripture says let your light so shine before men, it's not talking about us. That's when you're away from us. Hallelujah. So they may see your good works and glorify God. Hallelujah. And that's just the truth, brother. So I'm just I'm just telling speaking the truth here. Amen. So are, are you always keeping yourself ready for the master's use to the truth there, some of us even ashamed it's sad see even that in itself should let you know that your heart is condemning you already how can somebody if you're interested in saving souls make sure people get to jesus hmm? then you have to live your life in such a way but if you don't if you live your life contrary to that you're not going to have any ambition whatsoever to draw anybody to christ If your heart is cold and wax cold against God and stuff, the last thing you want to do is bring somebody to Jesus. Ah, hallelujah. And the word does shine, on it? Hallelujah. Prepare it unto every good work. And then it says, look at this, another monument. Flee also youthful lust. Now, who you think is talking to more than anybody? The youth. Flee also youthful lust. Wow. Look at that. But follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid knowing that they do gender strifes. Now here's the key right here. All you servants of the Lord. And the servant of the Lord must not strive but be gentle unto all men apt to teach. Patient. Now watch this. In meekness instructing those that oppose themselves of God preadventure. Would give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. And I talked about in the dining hall uh, this week. How that many times we are asking God to heal us and we're asking him to give us direction and change in our life of course then sometimes people don't ask for nothing at all um, which is a present reality too so I try to cover all bases the passive as well as the active you know what I mean because there is no utopia in a passive spirit hallelujah that's just the truth brothers and sisters and we're calling on God and, and, and wondering why sometimes we're suffering conditions for a long, long time. And the way I approached this was is that a lot of times we oppose ourselves and we just don't want to come to the knowledge of the truth of it. Because if you ask everybody here, is God able to heal? Yeah. The answer is yes. Can God heal? answer yes will god heal yeah is it his will that you be healed yes then what's the problem if we run up against something and we're not healed then god is not the problem and the people that's praying for you is not the problem chances are you've got something going on inside of you where you are opposing yourself meaning you're not being truthful with yourself it could be something you're hiding or covering up. But one thing I do know, since we all agree that God is the healer and he can heal and he will heal. Are you following me? Then that means we got some unearthing to do. Yeah. Amen. 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 I'm not talking about going back and rehashing stuff that you don't repented of. The stuff that is opposing you is a thing that you probably are deceived by. they not really truly looking at. And let's look at this thing right here. It says, look at this in meekness instructing those that do what are for themselves or oppose themselves see so in other words you got to have wisdom to know it, even how to entreat and deal with someone who is opposing themselves you have to do it in meekness because if you come to them very forthcoming and strong and brutal and bold they're not going to hear you they're not going to hear you that's a sure sign to throw up a wall hallelujah but look what it says right here if God pre-adventure, now look, th- that's that big word again, that big two-letter word. If God pre-adventure will give them what? Repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Amen. See, sometimes we know where we're falling short at, but we just don't want to be honest. Not with ourselves or with God. Amen. Now look what he says. And, and the reason why you instruct people in meekness, and you know what I mean, because... I don't know I don't know what's in everybody's heart. The only way I can know your heart is by words that come out of your that's mouth. Right. And you know that I you know just as well as I do that the Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately what? Wicked. So you know what that means? That means that we're going to use speech always that that's, I ain't going to say always. Let me just let me try to go around go this route. We'll use speech. Because the speech is the expression of the heart. Talking. And we won't actually tell a situation the way that it really is. We won't really be truthful and honest. All right, because some way, somehow we're shielding and protecting ourselves when actually, in this particular context, we're opposing ourselves. Amen. Let's just say if I was going to um, form me... Um, A Holy Ghost Sanctified Deliverance Team. One of my first, first, very first requirements would be is that everybody in that particular group, four or five people, tell everybody in the group every secret of your life. You know the reason why for that? Because I want to make sure that we got people in there that can actually, in confidence, hold, secrets because if you can't confide in each other then when it's time for somebody to come here and start ministering the secrets of their heart how can we how can they trust us so that's got to be a high standard that we know that nobody is not going to go out and hash out somebody else's past sins and faults and stuff and one good way to do that is to hold you accountable. Amen. Somebody say, well, Pastor Dow, you know, I'm determined not to know anything. You don't have to worry about being on that team. Because I want to make sure that we got some people of character. Because when you got people like me, I have people that tell me that the, very, uh, the very darkest things about them. And that's because they hold that in confidence that I won't reveal it. And I won't either. For what? I'm not there to reveal and throw out people garbage. I'm there to help people. You know, as Brother Roger said, pull them up out of miry clay. But, so, but if you had four or five people like that, that would be a solid foundation. And that could have total trust and confidence in each other. That nothing would be shaken. So when somebody else come here, they don't have to worry about us telling everybody else their garbage, their past sins, because we would have confidence. We would build up such a reputation that people would, would man, I, man, those people, they do walk in love. They walk in true love. I know that's beyond some of us, but that's all right, though. Praise the Lord. We'll find out who's dead to Christ, though, wouldn't we? Real quick, we'll find out who's dead to sin, too, won't we? we also find out where you are spiritually and mature now. Wouldn't we? Oh, praise the Lord. But see, it would take that kind of integrity, truthfulness, and honor to actually be on a, a particular team like that to go and help those that are in need. And they, you know just well, as I do in the assembly, that's just not that oneness and closeness and togetherness. The devil is always using somebody to bring some form of discord. And I tell them the truth. Anyway, but watch this. We're dealing with the part right here that says uh, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. That's why you instruct people. So that they can recover themselves out of the what? Snare. See, right here, you're opposing yourself and don't even realize it. The devil has got a snare upon you. Don't even realize it. But the only way we can find it out is when we hear the expression of your heart. Right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to the king. To the king. Who are taken captive by him at his will. See, in that particular area, we will was snared up, messed up. Amen. That's why I asked, can God deliver? Yes, Can God save? Yes. Can he heal? Yes. Does he do all these things? Sure he does. So God is not the problem. We are the problem with being honest with him. Sure it'd be nice to be around some folk that would just be honest with God, wouldn't it? I mean, truth is, I I don't want to know nothing about you. You know so much about you that you having trouble even getting it right with you and God. So why you want to tell me so you can go worry about um, and be condemned if, um, if I'm going to go tell somebody else stuff that you've done before? when well, you can't handle what you got now. Oh, hallelujah. I'm sorry, folks, but it is going to take this kind of integrity to walk this walk. It's going to take a holy people to get God's, God's work done. We have to keep ourselves ready yes, at all times to do his will. Yes, the UPS lady comes up, and I didn't see her carousel, and she goes out the gate. Uh, and anyway, I run over to the gate to make sure I get the gate for her. And she says, what are you doing out here in the rain? I said, I hadn't seen you in a while, but I mainly come out here to get the gate so you wouldn't have to get out of the truck, because I remember what it means to be on the route. And cause then she, every time she sees me, she feels like she got to just go over her whole life mess. Gina she does She about cries every time she sees me And so she told me She had a high ankle sprain So I said a high ankle what's going on Fell out of the truck I said, I said stand up come on over here I'll pray for you <clears throat> She cut off the truck And got up over there And, and I laid hands on it And I said uh, hmm I laid hands on it and prayed for it In the name of Jesus He said well they said about 8 or 9 months on a high ankle sprain I say yeah that's usually consensus but um, boy Gina you got to get out of sin now why should I go and try to uh, look into her life and see what sin it is don't let sin be your ruin hallelujah it's not your friend brother and sister amen but anyway let me get on because bro Shane got to get up here so if you find yourself in a dilemma to where you're not receiving the healing that should be yours then don't go charging everybody else you do some serious evaluating of yourself looking and comparing yourself against this and see where the devil has you snared so God can deliver you out of that snare hallelujah because you, you're not supposed to be taken captive at his will in that area no you're not hallelujah so sometimes we have not been as truthful and honest with ourselves as we should have is there any fault with God hallelujah no it's not amen so if you have given the devil legal ground and right and place somewhere, you can give place to the, to the devil just like the sinner can out there. And you'll be submitting um, your will to the enemy. Hallelujah. So this is something good to think on. Hallelujah. Because if, if ever was a time for us to get our heart right and to be serious about serving Jesus, it's now. Hallelujah, because we are in the end time. All right, come on, brother, saying bless y'all.
1: Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I guess I'll go ahead and uh, finish up this tabernacle series. We started with the tabernacle of Moses, which we knew pretty much was a mobile Tabernacle in which at any time if they had to get up and move to another location They could take it down, pack it up and move it Then we looked at the Tabernacle of Solomon Which was a tabernacle that was built solid and it stayed in one place So now we're moving into what I call And what the Bible says that the time we're in now The time that that this tabernacle is being built called the Tabernacle of David Which in which is encompasses us as the people of God Individually and collectively. Because we are mobile, but at the same time, our foundation is Christ, which is stable and steadfast and sure. Amen. So at the same time, we got the two shadows being performed even now in this hour. We're performing the image. Amen. i like to say that the Bible has a code, not a Da Vinci code. Not a code where you get all this Hebrew and line it up And read it backwards this way and up and down And right over this way and go this way No, it's a code that's going to be understand, understood by us in the Spirit Where God said it's going to be understood by godly wisdom and understanding Because in the last hour we're going to know Him, the man of sin It says, let him that hath wisdom count how are you going to count? you got to have wisdom. Right. And, in, and the Bible tells us to get wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And to depart from evil, that is understanding. So that's the code that we must get locked into in our mind. Start understanding what the, how this Bible is speaking to us. Let's go to Acts chapter 15. Good story to start with here it's a little bit after you know the, the Gentiles all of a sudden Peter being the vessel right. to leading the to you know to be in the vessel to showing that the Jews that the Gentiles themselves also were, were uh, received into the covenant as they were right. 15 verse 1 just a brief synopsis or a brief beginning of the chapter and it says certain men which came down from Judea Taught the brethren and said, except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. So these people that were just now newly converted, these Gentiles that have been all of a sudden received, all of a sudden the Jews that were in the covenant, the Pharisees that were in the covenant, were saying, "Now, okay, now you got to do it this way, the way that we came through. But no, no, because in the second verse it says, when therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension because of this same thing, and disputation with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders about this question. Right. We're going down to first, verse 5 but it says, But there rose up certain of the sects of the Pharisees which said, believing that it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. And the apostles and elders came together for to consider of this matter. And when there had been much disputing, said Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, you know how that a good while ago God made choice among us, talking about them, the apostles, that the Gentiles by my mouth, by his preaching, by the words coming out of him, Peter, should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And it says, and God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness. Who? The Gentiles. Giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us. It says, and put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Then it says, now therefore, why tempt ye God? You're not doing nothing unto the people, but you're tempting God in this matter. Saying that they've got to keep the law of Moses and be circumcised. Now therefore why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples Which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear Well we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ We shall be saved even as they The Gentiles Then all the multitude kept silence when they heard this And gave audience to Barnabas and Paul now declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them so you see the, 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 the main question here is the Gentiles being coming into the covenant being coming to the people Amen. declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by this and after they had held their peace James answered saying men and brethren hearken unto me said, Simeon, in other words, Peter, had declared how God at the first. Notice that. Notice that word. You know when we read the Bible, we need to take it word by word. Because there's much understanding if we just take this as as an eating. Because the Lord says, you know, if if he comes and knocks, the word does come and knock. The word does come and knock. And if we open up the door to them and the word comes into our heart, that he will come and sit down with you and sup with you. So y'all will eat together and y'all will have fellowship together. So every word of God has purpose. Simeon had declared how God at the first. Notice that. Unique word first. Did visit who? The Gentiles. To take out of them a people for his name. Because in the beginning Abraham out of mesopotamia wasn't he a gentile i mean how did god did at what the first hmm, did visit the gentiles to take out of them to take out of the gentiles a people for his name and to this agree the words of the prophets as it is written and it is written after this, after what? After what? After what? Well, they just got do talking about what out there after this was when the gentiles the people are being brought out of the gentiles to be a people for his name. It says after this will I return and we're in the after this. After this, I will return and will build again. What? The tabernacle of David. But we remember, we learned that David could not build the temple of God. You know, he had in his heart, he said, man, here I am in a house of cedar. And here is the ark of God out there in a tent. You know, and his heart said, man, I'm living in all this nice little structure and I've got the ark of God and God's dwelling in a little bitty tent. I need to build him a house. That was David's heart. As we learned, God said, no. Son, you, you, you're a man of war. you got too much blood on your hands. You can't, you can't build a temple. But notice that. He's going to build again the tabernacle of David. So what is this tabernacle of David? that David couldn't build at this time, but the Lord told him his son would. And his son did build a tabernacle. And you know, that tabernacle was torn down too. To Do this I will return and build again the tabernacle of David which is fallen down and i will build again the ruins thereof and will sell, set it up why why is he doing this why is he doing this at this time and it, the, the word if we take it slow it'll answer itself that the residue of men why he's going to raise up the tabernacle for the residue of men That the residue of men might seek after the Lord and all the Gentiles. Because he did visit them at the first. Didn't he? To take a people for his name. Take out of them. And all the Gentiles upon, 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 upon. That's a unique word, huh? Upon whom my name is called. Saith the Lord who doeth all these things. Eighteen verse, known unto God all his works from the beginning of the world. Hmm, amazing there. Let's go to Amos 9. Now, now, Now this is the prophet that prophesied this. Amos 9 verse 11. So we read in verse 16 of 15 of Acts, it says after this. But we're going to see then, Amos is, going to, is talking about, it's, it's pitching the prophecy before. And at the time when the, the Gentiles were brought in and given the Holy Ghost, it became after this. Amos 9 11, it says, In that day will I raise up the tabernacle of David. When was that day? The day that we just got through reading about. When the Gentiles were brought in. When the Gentiles received the Holy Ghost just as they did. In that day will I raise up the tabernacle of David that is fallen. So we can understand now that the tabernacle of David has to have the spirit within, huh? Right. Just as you know, the word coming in does not have no profit with it. Unless it have the spirit to energize it. Because a body without the spirit is dead. Amen. Key to understanding there, huh? And that day will I raise up the tabernacle of David that has fallen and close up the breaches thereof. And I will raise up his ruins. Whose ruins? David's ruins. The things that David had established in the beginning. And we're going to see the thing that David had established in the beginning. Because the Lord said, had a testimony of David, that he was a friend. Hmm. Going want to understand how this tabernacle is built, this tabernacle of David. And that day will I raise up the tabernacle of David that is fallen, we're in that day now, and close up the breaches thereof and I will raise up his ruins and I will build it as in the days of old. Why? That they may possess the remnant of Edom and all of the heathen which are called by my name we can say on all of the Gentiles which we are no longer because we have been born again we are new creatures which are called by my name saith the Lord that doeth this Amen John chapter 1 John chapter 1 it starts out with a beautiful verse Amen Get excited about John chapter 1 because it's, it's beautiful. Because it in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. Now let's jump to verse 14 of John 1. And the Word, that same Word that was with God and that Word that was God. And the Word was what? made flesh it means that word was made physical that means that word was put in a body like you got it means that it means that, that word was put in a body that could walk and talk and can be seen it means that all that word that the prophets and the psalms and everything that was beforehand that same word that was been spoken and spoken and spoken it went out and accomplished what it set forth to do and then that was Jesus the word was made flesh And the word was made flesh. And a beautiful and beautiful word it says, and dwelt among us. How did he dwell among us? Because we, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father. Now, this word dwelt has a unique and beautiful meaning, it has a, a meaning that will open up our understanding. Dwelt means to fix one's tabernacle. So we can say, and the Word was made flesh and tabernacled among us. Because we understand when the Word comes in us, and the Spirit energizes us, it tabernacles with us. Because we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And the word was made flesh and dwelt. That word dwelt. To fix one's tabernacle. Have one's tabernacle. Abide in a tabernacle. Tabernacle. Then it gets a little bit deeper. Of the human body. In which the soul dwells as in a tent. And which is taken down at death. Hmm. amen the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father we also see how he also tabernacled full of grace and truth 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 cause you know we're just vessels you're just vessels, and whatever's in, in, inhabiting these houses, we can tell any time what's tabernacling with us. Anybody tabernacle with anger this week? Tabernacle with a little bitterness, a little bit of disgust, a little bit of frustration. It come in, and it started talking, and it started doing this, and all of a sudden, the tabernacling started showing forth. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. Says, for we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle, talking about the, the ones we see, with one I see each and everybody's earthly house, earthly tabernacle, the thing which is going back to dust. Praise the Lord. So says, for we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God a house not made with hands and we know the Lord pitched a tent a tabernacle pitched a tent with with, with hands that was not made by hands with his own hands we have a building of God a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens for in this even though you know we in this body even though there's something going on within deep within this tabernacle day by day because as the word tabernacles with us and we're tabernacled with him as he is in us and he is in him the same thing that he walked with the father in him and he and the father Amen. then we're in the fellowship of his sufferings and then in our sufferings like pastor said if we divulge you know, our deepest sins and then we can, can, can trust one another how great a tabernacle is that trust being built For in this, knowing that, you know, we, we're in this body, but we also know in the spirit that we have a building of God eternal in the heavens. Yes, it says, for in this, because we have this knowledge, this understanding, and for this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. Because, you know, the word says, you know, if you don't have the spirit within, how is the spirit going to make intercession? How is the spirit going to have these groanings and utterings which cannot be vocalized with this, this tongue, this natural tongue in this natural life? But he knows what to speak in the time that you need it. If we just allow ourselves, we just get down on our knees and tabernacle a little while with the Lord in prayer. Amen for in this we groan and what's doing to groan the spirit that is within us earnestly why are we earnestly well you know because we're, we're, to be in this body is to be absent from the Lord amen. for in this we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven amen. if so be that being clothed and he's going to clothe us with righteousness amen. we shall not be found naked amen For we that are in this tabernacle do groan. And how many of us are groaning day by day? How many of us find us groaning in the Spirit? When we see the things going on in the world, we see things going on between our brothers and our sisters, things going on within ourselves, and we groan and groan and groan, not to groan because we're, we're confused or we're, we're upset, but we we're, we're have a deep contrition, we have a deep love, a deep hurting, you know, one for another, because we feel one another's pain, because we're one another can know which each one another has been through. Each one of us tasted of anger, each one of us tasted of lust. Each one of us can have, not, have nothing to, to rise above one another because we know each and one another's weakness. So how can we take a one's weakness that is a weakness in ourselves and hold it over their head? We can. So in knowing this, we know each other's infirmities. And knowing each other's infirmities because we ourselves being encompassed with the same infirmities can give up an excellent sacrifice. Amen. Amen. Well, that we that are in this tabernacle do grow on being burned. Not for that we would be unclothed. No, we don't want to be unclothed. Uh-uh. We don't want to be like that man that had all these demons running around and cr- cr- pulling in chains and breaking fetters and cutting himself. Well, you found, well, even when they found him, they found him clothed, didn't they? Not that for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon that this mortality, that this tabernacle, that this mortality might be swallowed up of life. Because he is the life. The truth, the way, the life. Now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given unto us the earnest. Of the spirit, a little down payment, a little taste of that which is to come. Amen. Amen. If we just do so desire to go tabernacle and drink and say, Lord, that's good wine. Amen. Therefore, we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Amen. And it's going to build up the ruins of David, huh? Amen. What was in David's heart? What was in David's mind? Amen. Towards the Lord, towards the one that when the ark came and tomb was oppressed approaching the city, that they stopped and they slew and they and offered all kinds of bullocks and lambs and everything. And he danced with all of his might, danced with all of his clothes, knowing that, hey, God is coming to dwell with us. Danced with all of his might. Amen. He was tabernacled even there, even before the, the ark reached the city. Amen. Psalm forty two. Let's get a let's listen into a little bit of uh, David's tabernacle with the mighty one. Psalm is a good, good, good witness from beginning to the end how David tabernacled with his loved one, his Lord, his God. Psalm 42 says, As the heart penteth after the water brooks, so penteth my soul after thee, O God. So my soul thirsteth for God. For the living God, when shall I come and appear before God? He says, my tears have been my meat day and night. While they continually say unto me, where is thy God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul unto thee. You know them groanings, them utterings. That thing which groan in us to be clothed upon. Like David right here crying out to be clothed upon. When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with a voice of joy and praise. With a multitude that kept holy day. Why art thou cast down on my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise him, for the help is of his countenance. When we can know in our heart we've done the will of God, and he's smiling down upon us. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan and other Hermonites and from the hill Mizar. Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and billows are gone over me. Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night his song shall be with me. And my prayer unto God of my life. I will say unto God my rock. Why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? And with the sword in my bones... Mine enemies reproach me while they say daily unto me, Where is thy God? Why thou cast down on my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Scriptures tell us that for the creature was made subject to vanity. was made subject to corruption for a purpose. Why? But by reason of Him. He did it, not that He would damn the whole world, not that He would just take it and burn it and throw it away. For the creature, we are new creatures, was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of Him who has subjected the same in hope. So we have been subjected in hope. Amen. Amen. It says, because the creature itself All shows shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption. And how many of us want to escape this corruption day by day? This thing that's working death in us. Who, like Paul said, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Hey, my flesh, oh well, it's going to serve sin. But with my mind, with my mind, I'm going to tabernacle and serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty, into the freedom of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together unto now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we groan Ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. So the tabernacle of David must be built. Hebrews 8 and 1. And Hebrews is a beautiful beautiful book it, many say it's out of place and shouldn't be in amongst the epistles but it's it's perfectly in place one must understand this one must understand himself one must understand the way that he was the old man and one must understand that the way that he now is the new creature to understand what's going on in hebrews without that understanding without that wisdom the code it's not there. The understanding, the food will not be given unto you. Hebrews 8 1. Now, of the things which we have spoken, this is a sum. It says, We have such an high priest. You know, this high priest came after the seed of David? Yes. Who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. It says, A minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle which the Lord pitched and not man and what tabernacle I'm talking about that tabernacle of David it says for every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices wherefore it is of necessity that this man have somewhat to also to offer for it says if he were on earth he should not be a priest, seeing that there are priests that offer gifts. What according to the law? And then, as as Hebrews eight and five says, who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things. You mean we are caught up in the image now? Have we assumed the shadow now? We can know what the image must perform. serve unto the example and shadow of heaven and things as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For see, saith he that thou make all things according to the pattern, and there is a pattern. Show to thee in the mount. Amen. And Peter testifies of that. Yeah, I think it meet. As long as I am in this tabernacle, and as long as we are in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance like pastor is putting us in remembrance a while ago. Knowing that we all, that I, that we all shortly must put off this, my tabernacle. Even as our Lord Jesus Christ has shown me. John 2. Starting at verse 13. So when Jesus goes to that earthly temple... In the day when he was walking upon the earth... When he tabernacled... When the word became flesh... John 2.13... And the Jews' Passover was at hand... And Jesus went up to Jerusalem... And found in the temple... Those that sold oxen and sheep and doves... And the changers of money sitting... And when he had made a scourge of small cords... He drove them all out of the temple... And, drew, and the sheep, and the oxen, and poured out the changers' money, and over through the tables. And he said unto them that so doves, take these things hence, make not my father's house a house of merchandise. And he says, And his disciples remember that it is written, The zeal of thine house has eaten me up. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, What sign showest thou unto us, seeing that thou doest these things? Jesus answered and said unto them, the Destroy this temple. Destroy this temple. And in three days I will raise it up. Then said the Jews, the carnal, the, the earthly minded Jews, forty and six years, they looking at this tabernacle that was built with hands, looking at all the structures and the beauty of it, knowing that how long it took to rear up this temporal tabernacle. Amen. Forty and six years was this temple in building, and wilt thou rear it up in three days? But he spake of the temple of his body. Hebrews, it tells us when Jesus came, he says, Then lo, he, Jesus says, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. And what was his will, O God? He taketh away the first. I notice in Hebrews, many a times when it says first and second, you see the word covenant and italicized. The first Adam was of the earth. The second Adam was a quickening spirit. Then said he, lo, I come to do thy will, O God. Notice that he's taking out a people for his name, people. Out of the Gentiles. Out of the heathen. Then said he, lo, to build the tabernacle of David. That the residue of men might come to him. Then said he, lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away what? The first. The first Adam was of the earth. Earthly. He taketh away the first. That he may establish the second. And I do not see the word covenant in there. So what is the book of Hebrews really telling us about? In a sense, yes, yeah, talking about the two covenants. But in a deeper sense, if we pull away the veil, it's talking about the old man and the new man. You take away the first, that he may establish the second. 1 Corinthians 15. Because he spoke of the temple of his body. He's going to let them tear it down. But he's going to raise it up. What body is he going to raise up? 1 Corinthians 15. Starting at verse 44. Good understanding here. We'll start at verse 35 get a good clear understanding Amen. but some man will say how are the dead raised up Lord how in the world this temple building this long you're going to raise it up in three days if gonna, if you, like he you said if you're going to tear down this temple but some man will say how are the dead raised up and with what body do they come says thou fool that which thou sowest is not quickened, is not made alive, except it die. And, which that, and that which thou sowest, thou sowest not that body that shall be. You notice we groan and travaileth even unto now, waiting to be clothed upon our body which isn't from heaven. But we're sowing something, we're sowing something, we're planting something. thou sowest not that body that shall be but bare grain it may chance of wheat and of some other grain but God giveth it a body and he give the word a body didn't he he'll come to do his will to take away the first that he may establish the second but God giveth it a body as it has pleased him and to every seed his own body amen Skip it down to verse 44 the same mind thought it is sown we're sowing a natural body we're letting all the things of this world all the things of lust and everything die and go down we're sowing it is sown a natural body but it, it is raised a spiritual body there is a natural body in which we're tabernacling in as we sit around here and there is a spiritual body And so it is written, the first man Adam was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. It says, how be it that which was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural. The natural comes first, then that which is spiritual, as the word says. And after that, that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven, and is the earthly. Such are as they that are earthly, and as is the heavenly, such as, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we as and as we have borne the image of the earthly saints, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Let me read you something out of John. Jesus saith unto her. Woman, believe me, the hour cometh. When ye shall neither in this mountain, nor at yet Jerusalem, worship the Father. Says ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Welcome to the tabernacle. Just as Jesus walked in a fleshly body. And we beheld his glory and he walked in the flesh but did not sin in the flesh. He took that first man and showed everybody and made a testimony and and, and a testament to everybody as it is written that he walked and talked and lived without sin. But he took that same body and bore it on the tree, that first man, Adam, that earthly man, and put it on a tree and crucified it. He taketh away the first that he may establish the second. That's why we, we must kill and must be dying to the will of this flesh, must be dying to the flesh daily that we can do away with the first, that they establish the second man. Amen. The quickening spirit. Amen. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. Worship. Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song. And his praise in the congregation of saints. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and the harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. He's clothing, clothing, clothing. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishment upon the people to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute upon them the judgment written this honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. Ephesians one. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. Gotta tear down one tabernacle, his earthly tabernacle that we can move into the spirit. Ephesians 1.20. Praise the Lord. Talking about the Lord. Yah. Which he wrought in Christ. Ephesians 1.20. When he raised him from the dead. And set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion. And every name that is named. Not only in this world but also that is which is to come. And hath put all things under his feet. And gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Listen at that. And hath put all things under his feet. And gave him to be the head over all things. To who? The church. Which is his body. The fullness of him that filleth all in all. Skip over. Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 18. For through him we both have access by one spirit into the father. So now, therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners But fellow citizens with the saints And of the household of God And it says And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone In whom all the building fitly framed together Growneth unto a holy temple in the Lord In whom ye also are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. So here we are in this time and this hour. Building the tabernacle of David. God's taking, him, taking us out of our heathen ways. Taking us out of our Gentile ways. That we may be a holy habitation unto Him. He want to kill the flesh. Put that flesh up on that cross. Just as He showed us the pattern. To kill that flesh. First tabernacle, that first way that we used to walk in. The ways of our lust, the ways of our sin, the ways of our desires and pleasure and everything. Take that and put it on the cross that he may establish the second. So we're in this hour and in this time where God's filling his people with the spirit so they can understand the word. So they can come and sup with him and, he, and they can tabernacle with him and they can understand the fellowship of his sufferance. And be priests and kings. Because as you know what we're doing in this lifetime. is it, it will echo in eternity. True. So in the spirit if we just pull back this veil of flesh. And let it just fall away from us. Then we can walk in the spirit. For God is doing this thing. And he's allowing us to be partakers of it. And then we just a little wow, wow, wow. That's all we can do. So we can fall down on our feet. And when we tabernacle we're going to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who doeth all these things. All his works are known from the beginning. Praise ye the Lord. Pastor. Well, oh, bless saints. Dear Heavenly Father, in the glorious name of Jesus, do thank you and bless you and praise you for this hour, Lord. We just humbly pray, Lord, those that are traveling, Lord, that... Lord, to be in the ark of safety, Lord, knowing that you care for us, Lord, as they go home, Lord. And as we return to our houses, Lord, we pray for spirits of peace, Lord. Spirits of understanding, knowledge, and wisdom, Lord, to keep us in the days ahead, Lord. Thank you for all things. Thank you for your word. Thank you for Lord Jesus Christ, Lord. Who bless us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. We do bless you and thank you, Lord, for giving us life. In the precious name of Jesus, Amen.